to be honest, I, I, I see so many labels now that I don't understand why they exist, you know? And, uh, and when I ask my, the, this question, honestly, I think it's for the money. And uh, especially this reissuing world became so crazy, you know? Hi, and welcome to another episode of Omex Podcast, Chai Break, where we go behind the scenes to talk with artists, music labels, journalists, and other music professionals about their life, their work, their stories, what they do, why they do, and how they do. I am your host, Gaurav Narula. Have you ever wondered how do music labels operate? What does it take to run a music label or how do music labels reissue an old record? Well, this is what we are discussing in this episode. We are talking with Cyril Jatarian, founder of one of the most eclectic and exciting independent music labels out there called Bongo Joe Records. He's also a member of the two-piece band Cyril Cyril. 
Hey Cyril, so let's start with how did you get into music and then we can proceed over about how did Bongo Joe Records come into existence. So what's your background? So I'm born in Lebanon. I grew up with the record collection of my parents, mostly Arabic music. And then I grew up in France and Switzerland. So uh, I always, you know, dived and sur- I was surrounded by different cultures. Then I became a musician and I've toured a lot around and outside Switzerland. I've always collected records, you know, discovering some uh, record labels like Honest Jones in, in, uh, in London and uh, Mississippi Records in Portland, USA, uh, really opened my mind to new sounds. And there was this DIY way of putting out records and the music. I mean, I've always liked to put out old music from the past that deserve a wider audience, as well as trying to widen uh, as well the, the recognition of contemporary musicians and that would deserve you know, wider audience. Nice. And when did you launch Bongo Joe Records? We started the Bongo Joe Records five years ago. Before Bongo Joe, the record label, I had another label called Moash uh, Kone. It was like 13 years ago already. I had already experience uh, of, you know, running a, a small label and, and putting out records. Ah, that explains a lot about Bongo Joe Records. Um, so what's the team like? With the label, we are five or six people. That, I mean, it's not nobody works 100% for the label. It's the main job of uh, many of us, working like 50-60% uh, for the label. So yeah, we are the, 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 the main team, we are five people. That's a pretty small team for what you guys are doing. Um, could you tell us about what was the inspiration behind Bongojo Records? Uh, it is much more than a music label. Tell us, a, give us a background on uh, what all do you do and how? I really love digging old records and I, I really love and I feel being a part of a worldwide, uh, you know, vinyl community. I'm really curious about anyone. I'd love to sell and buy and trade and discuss with record lovers. But at the same time, I, I, I would love to have a place where anyone could step in and feel welcome. So. So uh, the, the idea of the cafe was more uh, gathering different people from different horizons and help them connect. So cafe side of the, the store makes this happen, you know, and, and, and I really love, love it. I mean, having a place that is not necessarily just a, a store, but more than a cultural hub, you know, where people can just come anytime and, and not necessarily, you know, buy something, just, you know, have a, have a drink and feel the atmosphere and, and better in their lives. So we, we sell drinks and as well we organize, you know, conferences, in-store concerts. Uh, it's the headquarter of the label as well. So there are a, a lot of different activities, but they're all linked together, you know. And what do you think gives you guys the edge over other labels? Like what is so special about Bongo Joe that you think other labels might not have? Personally, I listen to all kind of music, and uh, I always thought that uh, it would be easier to uh, to be a label focused on one music style, for example, or you know, only music from the past or only music from today. And sometimes I think it can be tricky to understand, you know, our catalog. And on the other hand, I think it's it's a very personal catalog. It's very wide, and and then I mean, just pick 
what you like from it, you know? I agree. You guys have a crazy selection of releases. I mean, I really wonder how do you manage with so many different genres under one label? Is there a kind of a thought process or how do you go about, uh, you know, what's your decision process like? Okay, let's get into this or let's reissue this. What I'm quite proud of is that maybe without, you know, thinking about it too much, there is a kind of danger each time we put out a new record from people that follow us that would think, whoa, uh, Bongo Joe's new release, I'm curious to hear it because I'm sure I'm going to be surprised. So I think there is this effect. So, so for me, it's maybe what's make us, you know, a bit special in this. Uh, it's our way to do it. We take a lot of risks, you know. Uh, I put a lot of music that I know that will not necessarily sell a lot, you know, but uh, it's the music that, you know, shakes me. So I, I really want to share the good word about it. That's super cool. And how do you manage with distribution? Are you signed up with any major uh, music distributors? No, um, we are distributed by a, a lot of different uh, independent distributors. In each country, there is uh, one. So we, we don't have one big group that distributes, you know. That would be easier, but on the other hand, I like being in contact with uh, various persons in different places. So, so who came first, uh, Cyril the musician or Cyril the music business professional? First of all, I'm a musician and a music lover, but then... Uh, the label activity started while I was already a, a musician that was touring around the world and realizing more and more that there was something to be to be done uh, and uh, yeah discovering some labels really you know changed my life you know some sometimes you you just you know meet someone or something that just changed your life forever from from one second to the other you know it can be uh, anything related to art, you know, in my case.
what are your thoughts about uh, running a music label in this age uh, you know everything has changed about what a music label did and and now what it's meant to do what what do you feel it's a very interesting question the digital world really changed the game you know and at the same time you know like the easiness of accessing to you know pressing records and and this whole like vinyl boom helped something that i really like on one hand is that uh, so many you know people around just starting their label doing it uh, with a, a diy you know uh, uh, attitude and i like it you know i think it's it's very good and so maybe it helped a lot of musicians or music lover to um, uh, to not counting on majors you know to uh, to tell them what uh, uh, what uh, good music is you know for me it's two different jobs it's like putting out you know music from today is one job and it's it's it's, it's a very hard job you know like a, a lot of time and money investments and and try to you know uh, audience grow bigger for un- completely unknown artists and uh, and reissuing is another job i mean it's not the same things you know to achieve this and mixing those two activities for me was very important yeah i mean there is for me music is a continuum you know it's not a uh, past and future or present tell me about how does this reissue business works and uh, i know i mean it's a super growing phenomena and there's so many reissues coming from the past but how does it really work how do you go around finding the artist or the uh the songs you want to reissue and how does the rights work in this case sometimes a song can be a very long journey and uh, this is what's make uh, this job very interesting that's what's exciting about starting with from the scratch you know and you know this um, administrative way of reissuing while just you know finding label owners and and paying the rights and then in a few email exchanged you've got the rights and then you go uh, can be almost boring you know and uh, i really love when uh, you know when reissuing means uh, adventure and so personally i, I don't uh, i mean i spend a lot of my time already touring with my band and tour in geneva so i cannot be you know i cannot wear all the the hats so uh, more and more the past years we worked with um, adventurers you know <laughs> people that are v- uh, very much in love with one music style that know it very well that know all musicians etc a whole scene from the past and and then we we start working together So you mean to say you send someone wherever you find music from and then they go negotiate the deal? Yeah, the first time it was a couple of years ago where I realized I could, you know, pay the expenses and uh, pay a flight ticket to someone going on the other side of the world to uh, to go and and give money to old musicians because the label didn't exist anymore etc for example for the the music from indian ocean or music from west indies or music from uh, africa i felt really doing something good in the way that uh, uh, on one hand uh, we bring new music to western people ears and on the other hand we give uh, even even if it's symbolic you know uh, we give money to musicians that barely 
you know, earned any money with their music in their lives. And uh, this is something really powerful for me. So yeah, I mean, morally, I prefer 10 times. Uh, we know, I mean, we all know what is the 20th century uh, uh, music business history and, uh, and, uh, and label and major label didn't do uh, uh, very right moves, you know, with their politics of paying their artists. 30 years later, we, 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 we have to ask ourselves the question like, how did those musicians uh, live out of their music? Uh, what they do now? What can be done? You know, in the, the the best way. You know, so for me, I, I would I would I would ten times. Um, you know, I, I would prefer to to give musicians directly money. But for sure, we we give. All, I mean, we we do license still with a uh, with right owners that are like all labels, etc. As well. But if we can connect with the musicians and 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 spend some times and and have them telling their story, etc., it's the best. But what happens when the musician is no more? Uh, they've passed away. You don't know where the copyright belongs. You don't know who the publisher is. Or uh, I'm sure there are situations where you don't know who to whose door to knock. Uh, what do you do then? That's very tricky. If if you dig really deep, you will always find someone that somehow owns rights. Sometimes those people don't own anymore any papers. So you don't, I mean, you, you ask yourself, what shall I do? If, if you really go, uh, you know, in the situation where music have been done, you know, if you spend some time and gain the, the, the trust of uh, those music scenes and those music, musicians, you naturally understand, you know, who is, you know, who, who's got the authority, you know, some, somehow. For me, the best in these cases would be, you know, license and give some money to first musicians and, and as well to uh, people that uh, somehow are connected to the producers, depending on, 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 on where it is on earth, like you never find papers. So uh, regarding the law, you just have to go with your heart and your, your, your common sense and think, how should, should we do this, you know? And uh, because, I mean, you will never do the thing the right way regarding the law, you know, because it doesn't really exist, you know. And a lot of musicians from the past and in remote areas of the planet, they just shook hands, you know, they never signed anything anyway. So so this is for me a moral question we we, we have to deal with, you know, and, 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 and try to do the best way. And it really costs us a lot, you know. And, uh, and I really want to, to try my best to do the thing the best uh, um, uh, in my opinion. So I'm glad you guys are doing that. Uh, do you guys break even? How does that work? <laughs> uh, on some releases, yes. On, on some other, never, you know. So okay. since, I mean, we became like since years now professionals, we are not just, uh, you know, uh, it's not a side job, you know, like the label became my main job, three main jobs, like being a musician, being a record store owner and being a label owner. I really don't like uh, when I'm, I'm confronted to the situation that we could do better, but we don't have the money, you know. So sometimes I really sacrifice my own income, you know, to, uh, to go the best we can with uh, the sound improving and remastering and etc, uh, etc. Et to be honest, I, I, I see so many labels now that I don't understand why they exist, you know. And, uh, and when I ask my, the, this question, honestly, I think 
it's for the money. And uh, especially this reissuing world became so crazy, you know. What about grants and subsidies? Could you, uh, is there a way for you to uh, receive those? Reissuing old music can be very, very costly. There are some foundations. Uh, um, uh, uh, we can get grants uh, in Switzerland, but I mean, it's few money, but then it helps. For example, in, uh, in, in Germany, you have the Goethe Institute. In Switzerland, there are some people you can ask a little money from. Uh, to help you through this, uh, these expenses related to reissuing. For example, the recently last year, we put out uh, the first Sao Tome and Principe, like those two islands from West Africa. For the first time, we, we brought like music back from the past. And, uh, and we did cover all the expenses f- like ourselves. And, uh, and right after putting out this music, we've been contacted by some uh, Uh, consulates and very official persons from from uh, this country saying how oh, can we help you do a great job of memory for our people etc and so we we ended up you know like discussing with people that could help as well you know yeah i mean for every releases we ask ourselves how can we cover the expenses and sometimes we manage to cover a, a part of the expenses while asking help mm-hmm. and sometimes not But then, yeah, it's the mystery because I, I, I'm always uh, the, the guy who says yes, you know, <laughs> that's my job with the label. Uh, and uh, uh, Juliet, the, the accountancy manager, is always angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> Je vais m'en 
Koca dünya gam yükü müsün Söyle söyle fani dünya dert küpü müsün Five years of managing Bongo Joy Records. Can you tell us about one of your most uh, creatively challenging partnership or a reissue, and how did you manage, and what was it like? The biggest challenge doesn't come from a reissue. It's uh, more from a, a, a band from today. When we put out music from uh, Altin Gun, a band now most of uh, people know, uh, playing you know uh, vintage Turkish like you know funk. Uh, groove, psychedelic folk uh, from the golden era and covering it and bringing it to, you know, today. This band notoriety exploded so much that n- nor them nor us, you know, were really prepared. And uh, this was a very, very, very big challenge. And I really loved because it, I mean, we had to face to, to something that was, you know, not uh, not our scale uh, at all you know in a few months we had to think about what uh, what what is to be and run a label change completely and we had to adapt and grow and suddenly this band had so much recognition and success that we had to press you know like tons of records we had to deal with journalists from the the whole planet and etc and it it was very very it pushed us to to something we we were not expecting so for me this was uh, maybe the moment where we worked the the most questioning ourselves and the way we were working thanks to their success but i mean no one can uh, anticipate this you know i mean they were surprised themselves they they were already you know thinking wow it's uh, unbelievable the success we encounter uh, we know it's not gonna be forever so we have to you know take what what we have now etc they, they've always been in a very good philosophy with this you know and uh, even if they changed the label because even if we worked very hard i think we were not big enough you know to i, I mean it's 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 life i'm very very happy you know they they keep on you know having this success and even even i mean they almost they were nominated for the grammy and stuff like this now they have a, a big american label etc and i'm very proud to have been at the very early days you know and uh, and be be responsible from the the first steps of of uh, of, of this band you know so
And uh, do you release your own music on your own label? Uh, I mean, on Bongojo Records, or do you release it on another label? I, I'm not that uh, good uh, in self-promoting. <laughs> uh, I, I was really hoping uh, someone else would do the job because I spend my day, you know, uh, hassling people around and and journalists and and to tell, you know, like, oh yeah, uh, these artists are really great. You should check them out. And I felt really uncomfortable to do the same for my own music. So I was uh, I was uh, secretly hoping. Uh, a label could could join forces, you know, to help uh, spreading out the good word about my own music, and that's what happened. So we we co-released uh, both Cyril Cyril albums with a, a great um, uh, label based in Paris, France, called Born Bad, and uh, and so he does the job I didn't really didn't want to do for myself, and uh, and uh, and it's very comfortable that way. So it's still a Bongo Joe release, but like the main label is not Bongo Joe. I understand that. I guess if I was you, I would probably be the same. I'm I'm pretty bad with self-promotion, so I just let it out and you know wait for it to wait for people to listen to it. Um, what makes you sign an artist on Bongo Joe? What is it that you look out for? Sincerity, originality. Yeah, the the relation I can have with them. Trusting their wants to and and their wish to you know to be musicians on the road and accepting that being released on the label means a partnership and uh, that we are not the kind of old-fashioned major uh, label that would just manage the whole and then the musician don't have anything to do you know anymore. Uh, I like the idea that we work jointly with the artists and they work as well you know. To make uh, uh, our efforts uh, worth. For me, it's very important that for contemporary bands that uh, they are good on stage. They really deliver something and uh, change people's lives while being on stage. You know. And for me, it's very important to to find those artists on the label. There is like really lots of good music put put out, but still, it's not that easy to find good bands, uh, good musicians uh, that climb up on stage. Can you name one album or an artist that never fails to bring you in a good mood? There is someone that is very, very close to my heart. Uh, I wish I could have met him when he was still alive. Is Alan Alan Peters from Reunion Island, from Indian Ocean. His music is uh, something that I can listen. I will listen to it all my life, you know. 
until my last breath. And uh, it's 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 more uh, you know like in the in the it would it it's a kind of blues you know uh, from uh, a, a, a people and a community uh, uh, that suffered a lot you know due to uh, slavery and stuff. But the poetry of Alan Peters you know even if it's kind of moody music, it's one of the most sincere music I've ever heard in my life. Wow, that sounds really really heartwarming. I'll be honest I'd never I had not heard of Alan Peters but you know what now I cannot wait to find out more about him. Um what so what what's coming ahead? What are we looking forward to in 2021 from Bongo Joe Records? We in December the label turned 5. Uh we really wanted and we had planned uh different you know parties and celebrations uh for you know to celebrate the 5 years and due to the pandemic we we cancelled everything but uh we've got a good surprise for you know end of march we're going to put out a compilation of we've asked all our artists uh signed on the on the label to cover one of the reissue we've done so we are collecting now the tracks and we are mastering them and in a couple of months we're going to put out this uh, great compilation of like 15 to 20 songs of you know contemporary artists covering an artist from the past but all from the same catalog you know so uh, i think it's going to be one of the highlight of this year i mean because the, this project is means a lot you know it's there is uh, so it's only a digital release for now uh, and then uh, we'll see uh, if we we press something or not Calypso, 
And we are coming close to the end. Uh, but before we go, can I quickly ask you what made you send this uh, selection of tracks to us? Which what's the story behind? Since it's uh, you know uh, Womex, I, I picked some music that uh, fit well uh, in my opinion to you know your musical work. There is a Alan Peters track. There is a Maxilla, a flute player from Martinique. Half of the tracks are reissues. And uh, the other half are, are bands from today. For sure, Meridian Brothers from Bogota, uh, one of the latest uh, albums we put out uh, last year. Uh, Altingen track because I think it's you know one of the stepping stone of uh, our catalog. My own band, Cyril Cyril. For me, it's representative the selection I made of uh, the different universe we are in, and uh, and very it's very important to me that. Uh, people can uh, discover music from the past and music from today. You know, this is uh, uh, bridges. You know, this is very important to me. Very well said, and really exciting selection. Um, thank you so much for talking with us, and wish you good luck and catch you soon. Take care. It was a great pleasure. Well, this was it for today. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and learned more about how a music label works and how reissuing works. It was a really, really interesting uh, conversation. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you like these tracks, you can check out the description or you can just shazam these artists or check out Bongo Joe Records playlist on Spotify or just visit their website. There's so many ways to find more new music. Uh, thank you very much once again. I wish you a good day and good health. Then I call the policeman. I want to laugh up my neighbor. But anything I can't understand. I say you should laugh up my neighbor. If I want to kill the Calypsonian. I say you should laugh up my neighbor. If I want to kill the Calypsonian. Thank you.